The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Prospect Podcast. I'm Clay Link alongside Rotowire.com's lead prospect writer, James Anderson. And we're thrilled to welcome back to the show Ian Kahn. You know Ian, of course, uh, of The Athletic and Rotowire. You've seen him, you've heard him many places. His new dynasty rankings up on the site right now. I'm looking at these last updated seven minutes ago as we talk. So uh, looking forward to going over these. Ian, welcome back. Thanks, bud. Good to be with you guys. And oh, they're live. Here we go. Here I we love go. it. Yeah, Especially, fun. you know, because the trade deadline for a lot of leagues coming up, uh, you know, yeah. and we, this is a very good tool to use if you want to gauge trades or, you know, anything looking long term. You, you kind of gear these. You, we had these published in the magazine for the first time this year, and you kind of gear these. You know, with a, with a look at the next two to three years, but really the next 10 years in mind, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, this is a unique season, and it was it, – it, it 
sort of gave a different understanding to me of some of these players just in the small sample size. But I wanted to wait a little while because I had done one. I think it was March, right? Right, James? Like I think I put yeah. one out in March that right. was sort of set up for the regular season. And then I wanted to kind of just wait and see how things played out. And I feel like I had a pretty good amount of time to do that. And uh, I'm really happy to have him there. You know, it's fun to have him in the magazine. And it's it's just great. You know, I'm just going to give a little tip of the hat to Rotowire, thanking you guys, especially you guys, but everybody over there for uh, letting me do the rankings over there and uh, letting me share what I think about about the game. Oh, goodness. We're thrilled to have you on the team, man. Yeah. We're super lucky to have you as part of Rotowire. Obviously, you could go anywhere you want. Uh, and we're I'm going with you guys. You're, you're part of our crew. Yeah, uh, You're the man and... Uh, proud to consider you a friend, Ian. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I, before we get into maybe like specific players, um, you know, I think it's important to point out that Ian, like Ian does these dynasty rankings with a uh, 15-team, two-catcher dynasty yes. league in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important to point out. Um, and it's average, I, not OBP. Right. And for, for batting average leagues. Um, and so, yeah, that, that those are all important things to point out when you're when you're looking at where guys are ranked. Um, I want to ask you, Ian, like I, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, I, I, you have Shane Bieber at 10 overall and he's your your top pitcher. Uh, and I thought I, I, I'm cool with I'm 100 percent cool with him being the top pitcher. I mentioned to you. I would probably have him a little. I would have the first pitcher a little lower, regardless of who it was. But um, can you kind of give uh, sort of your rationale for um, you know having Shane Bieber at ten, having three pitchers inside the top twenty, um, and just kind of um, you know the value that you, you see in those those true aces that you can kind of build around. These are the mid-season rankings, right? So I'll be doing another set of rankings probably in November after the after the playoffs are done. I'll do another set of rankings. In-season pitchers are worth more than off-season pitchers because right now is the time where if you can get yourself a Shane Bieber in a trade and you need that ace, ridiculous ace, uh, the value is more. Whereas in the off-season, I think – you know, it, it, it changes, right? So prospects in the offseason tend to be more valuable because people are dreaming on them. Uh, and, you know, you want to you want to build up your your bank account as much as you can in the offseason. But during the season, you're trying to win. I mean, typically, I mean, you and I made a trade. We made a couple of trades in RDI, we made a trade with Clay for Herman Marquez with Acuna and with Luis Angel Acuna and a second round pick for Marquez, which I'm hoping will will turn out well for everybody. And then the second trade we made was a trade that in the offseason I would have fought tooth and nail against, which was we gave Max Kepler and Helio Ramos for Aaron Savali. We did that because we want to win. We're up against Eddie, right, in this tw- in our 20-team Rotowire Dynasty Invitational. In the first two years, Ryan Bloomfield won. Year one, Ryan Bloomfield won. We came in second. Eddie came in third. Year two, Ryan Bloomfield won. Eddie came in second. We came in third. Ryan has struggled a little bit this year, and it's really – it seems like it's down to us and Eddie. And so you make the extra move for the extra player. So what I want to say is these rankings are for right now, if you were buying Shane Bieber right now in the offseason, I'm probably going to move the hitters up above. But that's my reasoning behind why. And also, Shane Bieber is just absurd. I mean, just 
the dude is just ridiculous and 25. So even if he does eventually do go through the Tommy John experience, he'll still have another five, six years of elite level uh, pitching. So that's, that was my, that's my thought process behind it right now. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I, Bieber has been unreal and really kind of lapping the field in terms of K's. He's got 75. I think the next highest guy is like 54 or something. It's just, he's been unreal. And if last night's a bad start for Bieber, I mean, yeah. it's just an unreal, <laughs> yeah. unreal he's season and probably deep. career ahead for, for Shane Bieber. We have a new number one atop the dynasty rankings, Ian. You want to explain yes, that move? Well, you know, I, I if I remember correctly in March, it went Acuna, Trout, I think it was Trout 2 and Yelich 3, right? And it was really the big question, like, which way are you going to put it? And I just went Acuna number 1, just because of his age and everything else. Well, there was a moment, I guess it was about two weeks ago, where Tatis hit a home run in his fourth game. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. is the number 1 player on the Rotoar Dynasty rankings for Dynasty Leagues. Um and it's Tatis because he is uh, he's Superman right now. And I just there's nobody who can put it together the way he can do it, the way he comes to play every single minute of the game, his power, his speed, his average, everything. I just have him at number his age. I have him as the number one player in Dynasty right now. Which which I would not have guessed. I think he was at eight before the season, or nine, which was still amazing for a twenty year old. Is he twenty one already? I mean, he may be twenty one, but yeah, he's twenty one now. He's twenty one now. But I, I have him at number one. I, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of that choice. I like it. I don't think it's overreactionary at all. I I've been loving Tatis. Kind of just stumbled into him, lucked into him in the second round. Just kind of an auto pick, you know, early second. Uh, yeah, let's go with Tatis here. Need some speed and. Uh, what a windfall that's been in the second round. I, I love this kid. Ooh. I want to maybe get a jersey at some point. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about it. But I also want to just say, just in case you're for a 10-day trial, you check it out, no credit card required. And after the 10 days, you can decide then if you want to sign up. I think you'll you'll like what we have to offer. Uh, but, James, what do you think about T- Tatis at number one? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I, I mentioned to Ian, um, you know, one through five, he's got Tatis, Acuna, Soto, Trout, Betts. I think that that is the top five. I I really don't know what order I would put them in. I do think uh, Tatis has a very strong case uh, for the number one spot. I mean, that's just five absolute studs at the top there. And obviously the top three guys have age on their side a bit more than Trout and Betts, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's a loaded top five, and then and then Yelich slips down to six, which I think is is perfectly fair. Um, you know, Ian, we were we we have Boba Shett in our Dynasty Invitational. Hopefully, yeah. he'll be back soon for us. Yes, we need him, uh, and and we need yeah. him, Albies, and Stanton. If all three of those come back, we'll we'll be and and come back and play. We we'll 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 have a shot here. We'll have a pretty good shot here. But yes, go ahead. How how high do you think? Let, let's say Bichette comes back, he's healthy, uh, he kind of picks up where he left off. Can he climb inside that top 10 um, on the November update? You know, I I, I think that's going to be, he'd have to come back and really n- not miss a beat um, to do that. But it's possible. I mean, it's it's definitely possible. 
Uh, I, I love Bo Bichette. We love Bo Bichette. You love Bo Bichette. I mean, you asked me, and I have to say that James is invaluable to me while I'm doing these rankings because I send them over to him I'm like, yo, is there anything in here that looks crazy? Um, and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of things in here that look crazy, but they're crazy cool. Or there's, or no, there's this one. I'm not digging that. What, you know, what's your reasoning behind that? So I have James. Also, Alex Cushing um, is uh, is another guy who I'd lean on for because I just think he's one of the best players that there is in the game. Um, but for Bichette, you asked me, you said if we, because we had an offer, I think, or something like we would get Turner, Trey Turner, and we would, trade Bichette I think that was it right I don't think it was straight it, it up. was it was a bigger package than that but I mean it, it essentially sort of came down to Bichette for Turner right and I have Turner at 12 and I have Bichette at 14 and you said we turn that down but we also I also you're my partner and you have Bichette I think you probably have Bichette at 10 right or even nine ahead of story you would have him ahead of story uh so for me like it doesn't make sense even though I think Turner's fantasy upside because of the steals. I just I worry a little bit on Bichette in that he gets caught stealing more than I would like. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. the one issue I have is that if he if he had more of a success rate with the stolen bases, then yeah, I would say top ten for sure. I mean, what a beautiful bat, what what a hitter, power to all fields. I mean, just amazing. But that's the one concern I have is that that's why I have Story higher. I mean, you know, you you and I discussed Trevor Story like. I've never been a Trevor Story guy. I've always been like, it's Troy Tulowitzki, part two. He's going to break down. If he's not in cores, he can't do it. But you know what? Watching him this year, watching him steal bases again like he did last year, it's just he's an undeniable, like just absolute fantasy stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could even have you could even have Story higher. I mean, I, I think that it's tough. I mean, all these guys are so good. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Story's, Story's been awesome. Yeah, I kind of had a little mental block when it came to story. I had him ranked in the in the first round, but kind of had that just kind of default ranking, you know, where I'm kind of like hoping I don't have to make that choice on him. But, I mean, 303, 370, 631, seven bags already. Yeah. Uh, there's really no denying. I know the road numbers in his career are pretty much league average, but he doesn't play all of his games on the, on the road, so... Uh, the core's boost, and he's a good player in his own right. It's not like Brendan Rodgers is going to take his job. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, no, and, I you know, there's a, safe. there's a lot of arguments about just to talk about Brendan Rodgers. Uh, Cushing, who uh, it was like, you have to have Brendan Rodgers hired. I was like, I no, I don't. I do not. No, I don't. He, he's well, fine. You certainly don't think you need to have him hire. No. Not even they don't playing play him. Yeah. No, the Rockies. The Rockies think you should have all their guys lower. <laughs> Rockies think <laughs> you should James, just bump these guys off the list. James, James, for years has been saying to me. I, I would say to him, you know, you're on your prospect list, you really have Rogers low. You're really the low guy, and he's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, and I'm proud of it. Yep, <laughs> pretty sure I got that right. <laughs> so usually I do the you clay do good impressions, on the show. and that's another good one. Today I'm doing <laughs> just another one in your inventory of. Good impressions. I, Everything checks you, out. Do, oh, sorry. sorry like, I got to say this. Doing you is is one of my most <laughs> joyful ones, but it's the hard one to do. You're tough. I like, enjoy it. I don't hear know. the southern accent. I know. You know. I grew up in Ohio, and everybody throughout my life who's done an impression of me has done the southern accent. I don't hear it though. I, I, I'm gonna. <clears> what I'm gonna do is before I come on the show next time, I'm gonna actually sit down and practice it. <laughs> I will practice it because I don't like doing an impression that I don't think I've got. Like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just got to practice it. I got to uh, practice it. You got it down, pal, pretty good. Everything checks out here, you know, pretty not like just what I'd expect necessarily, but things check out 
as expected for the most part, I'd say through the top 30. Then the first big eye-opener for me, at least, is Kyle Tucker at 31. Yeah. Um, I think, Ooh. you know, a week ago, the narrative was that he was struggling. It shows how much things can still change I in mean, a short period of time at this point in the season. I just, I, I don't know. I, I've always been a little, I, I saw him hit a home run, and it was the look on his face as he was rounding the bases. And it looked like, all right, now I'm here, and now I belong. And if you look at his minor league numbers, and it's an upside play. It's a crazy move right there, Kyle Tucker. But I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big believer now. I, I don't know. I could be, I could be wrong, but I think the power speed combo, I think he's going to hit enough. He's going to play now with Jordan Alvarez out with Brantley getting that. If, if Alvarez and Brantley didn't both get hurt at the same time, maybe we wouldn't have seen this Kyle Tucker and he certainly wouldn't have been there. You know, he certainly wouldn't be where he is, but it's the guy right below him. That's interesting to me. And I still think I'm too high on him here. I have Vladimir Guerrero at 32. Yeah. I think that's too high. I was wanting to ask you and James because <laughs> James has been critical on Twitter, quite vocal, honestly. Well, that's <laughs> weight. I'm uh, kidding. He hasn't been. I mean, he deserves it. About Look, what? He's a what, high what, level what, athlete, just not taking oh, care right. of his body. Well, that's. Yeah, go ahead, James. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. Um... I know it's it's tougher probably during uh, when you're you're quarantining uh, during a pandemic to stay in shape. But yeah. I mean, on the other hand, like all, I mean, you kind of could still do that stuff. I think inside, um, I, I I don't know. I, I just it's it's concerning to me that at 21 years old, he might be the most out of shape player in the league, and um, it'd be something that you could overlook like if you know if he was performing like a uh, young prince fielder i don't think anyone would really care about it um mm-hmm. but he, he's you know the performance isn't quite there either I, I i think at the end of the year i think his his slash line is going to look better than it does right now and i still think uh i still think he could, he could have some years where he's hitting 300 uh hitting 30 plus homers but I almost kind of wonder if he's going to just peak at age 23, age 24, and then by age 27, he, like he could he could have a really short peak is, is kind of what I'm getting at with the flat. I made a trade last night in the Devil's Rejects League and uh, reached out to James. I was like, yo, what would you think? Wilson Caraman and I traded with Tom Trudeau, uh, and we traded Raphael Devers, for Aaron Judge, and it's an OBP league. Devers for Judge. Um, gosh, wait, who else was it? Montas and, and Justin Turner. Right, sorry. Montas and Justin Turner for Devers. And in an OBP. And main reason why I wanted to do that trade was exactly what we're talking about with Vlad, which is Devers last year was in the best shape that I'd ever seen him in. And hit remarkably well. This year came into camp in not good shape and wasn't turning on the ball in the same way. Now he's he's now starting to lose the weight and he's starting to hit a little better. But the issue is if at 23 he's going through this, even though Judge is four and a half years older than him, are those four and a half years for Devers at the end of the career going to be? as good as what we're seeing here. Cause as you get older, it's harder to keep weight off. 
So it's the same, it's the same issue. That's why I've been, I mean, I've been, um, kind of, I've been lower on Devers and I've been lower on like Miguel Sano and I was lower on Jordan Alvarez coming into the year. And now I'm starting to wonder about Vlad. It's just, you got to look at the body. You got to look at, um, the information we have available and just sort of wonder, you know, if this is an issue. Yeah. Like if this is an issue in their 25, um, 24, 23 or 21. Yeah. What's it? What's it? And also. Yeah. On Vlad, right? I, as an actor, I look at the psychology. This is how I play the game. I look at the psychology of the player. So the reason I was in on Aaron Judge in 2016 when he hit 116 or 150 when he came up for the cup of coffee at the end of 2016, going into 2017, and the reason was I read an article about Aaron Judge being adopted and how grateful he was to have been adopted by such a wonderful family in California and that he is close to them, close to everything. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I look at that and I say, there's a guy who has really high character. I'm not going to be slamming on Vlad, but I will say this. As the son of an extremely famous human being who had everything he could ever have wanted growing up and could eat whatever he wanted growing up, it it gives you a certain level of entitlement. And entitlement isn't great to have. You know, I mean, Fernando Tatis is also the son of a ball player, but he wasn't the son of a Hall of Fame ball player. So he had a little something more to prove. Vladdy has always had, and look, I'll eat all. I'll eat all these words if Guerrero is the MVP next year or the year after, and I'll say, you know what, you're right. I I was down on him on August 26th of 2020. I had him at 32, but that's where I think he belongs, and it has to do with a sense of entitlement that I see about him. I like him. He seems like a lovely young man. You know, love to go out for lunch, socially distant. I'm sure it would be fun. But uh, as a baseball player, I have guys I like better. It's weird, too, because at the beginning of the offseason, the 2019 to 20 offseason, he was you know taking better care of himself, it seemed like. It seemed like he was trimming down and taking this pro athlete thing seriously and not coasting on that God-given talent. But I guess the uh, quarantine just got the best of him. I wonder what his Achilles heel is when it comes to eating. I wonder if he's a peanut M&M's <laughs> guy I- like me. I think that would be rude to ask him if I was, if a reporter asked him that. I'd be like, what 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 do you, <laughs> what can't you say? Is it donuts? Is it peanut M and M's? Clearly, and, 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 and it ain't about listen. It ain't about it ain't about how he looks. It's not about shaming him in any way. As an actor, like I, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, and I was saying, look, as an actor, I have fallen into that trap myself. And like, well, you don't have to be so self deprecating. I was like, no, no, no I kind of do because an actor has the same responsibility as an athlete. Like you have to keep your body in the best shape that it can be in, right? Yeah, it's definitely not body so, shaming the guy. It's just so all. much potential, and he just doesn't seem to want to maximize that. Well, I he mean, just doesn't. That's the point. See, he doesn't need it. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Like there are guys out there who like this is their entire life, and if they fail in baseball, they're never going to be able to buy the big house that they dream about living in. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that because he'll always have the big house. Not that he's not going to get the big house and he'll get the contract and he's going to be a really good player. It's just we've had him in the top six or seven in Dynasty. Yeah, it's a pretty big And I just, I just can't have that. Like, Here's another guy that is a family guy who I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, at number 83 is Mike Yaskremski. That's, that's a pretty big a jump. Big jump, from, yeah. From I think about 320. I was taking um, the L on Yaskremski – on the MLB show, like I just didn't buy it at all. But he's well, what? Is he give, still leading MLB in WAR? F four. Yep. I want to give 
Ian credit um, because on his March update, he had uh, Yastrzemski and Kyle Lewis um, kind of in the back half of the top 400. And I would not have had Yastrzemski or Kyle Lewis on the list at all going into the season. So I'll take a a big L on both those guys, but they're also probably the two guys who I still would struggle with the most in terms of where to rank them because when someone is that much better than you expected them to be, it's really tough to, you know, you don't want to like overreact and then have them come back to where you thought they'd be and then regret that you bought in. But at at a certain point you do kind of got to look at the the body of the work. I I don't know if you have any thoughts on those guys, Clay, but um, props to you, Ian, for, well, Kyle Keeping Lewis, those man. guys on coming into oh. the year. Go ahead, Kelly, and then I'll sit, I'll talk about my love of Kyle Lewis. Go ahead, Clay. Well, Yastrzemski, it's just you know I'd hear on broadcast them talking about him being like the next cornerstone to build around and the next foundational piece on on a winning team, and I just would kind of laugh because the guy wasn't really a highly touted prospect. He was twenty nine when he broke in. Is he still twenty nine? Um, I think so. Anyway, I just thought. You know, he had a nice little run, and that's great. But I did not see him as kind of a key piece on a major league team right now or in the future. So I was clearly wrong. And uh, I would also kind of chuckle when, you know, the all the hype when he went to, to Fenway and stuff. I just like, people are blowing this out of proportion for how for what the player actually is. But he's a lot better than I realized. So i got to take the L there. I want to say, too, Joe Adele, 38, he's been off to a really rough start. 59 at-bats, 189, 250, 220. Uh, Not enough to bump him out of the top 50, but are you getting a little concerned, Ian, with his slow start? I am, a little bit, but it's also to be expected. It's a great buying opportunity for Joe Adele, right? I mean, there there was that moment where you could not get him, period. Uh, And in Devil's Rejects, I was talking to a really nice guy, a a player, about trading for him. And before he came up, I was like, yeah, no, he's not going anywhere. And then after he came up and struggled, it was like, yeah, all right, maybe. So it is a good time if you believe in Joe Adele. And I I just want to get back to Kyle Lewis for one more second. Yeah, that's right. Eno Saris, remember? No, it's cool. But Clay, do you remember when we were in AL Labor and we were doing the the draft? And then I was out of money. We were at the dollar days. And then Eno Saris puts out a buck for Kyle Lewis. And I looked at him and I just went, that's huge. I don't know I don't if you remember, remember that, but, that Eno, time, but that is, I, huge. and Eno did. And I, cause I was talking to, Eno, uh, I think it was last week or something. And we were trying to make a trade in AL labor. And I said, do you remember when I said this? He goes, yeah, I do. You, you got, your eyes got really big. And I was so, because I look, he was the fifth pick in the draft. He is a marvelous athlete. I have him right now. And this is just out of like care. I have him at 96 for Kyle Lewis, man. I could, I, I could have gone higher with that. I just, I just think he's, he's a special player. I just think he's going to be there in Seattle and that outfield with Rodriguez and Kalanick and Lewis is just going to be enormous. Just, yeah, that's going to be a fun team so, in a few years. Dylan Moore too. They have Dylan. I love Dylan Moore, man. I've been, I've <laughs> I been, know you were lamenting that you had to replace him on all your teams last weekend. Well, because here's what happened. I was doing playing AL only is really helpful to, for advancing your game because what it forces you to do is like really look at who's getting the at bats. Like this guy just got like Pat Valeka, like right Pat Valeka. I picked up Pat Valeka like two weeks ago. I think he's on the back end of this. Uh, I think he's still on the list. I think he still made the top four hundred. But 
Dylan Moore. I was like, what? Who's Dylan? Dylan Moore is doing what? And I picked him up in AL Labor. And then I picked him up that night everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in every league. And it was just like, all right. Uh, you got five on. bags out of him, right? And a few yes, homers, a handful of homers. Many homers. And, and, and it, without his wrist injury, he was going to be the Max Muncy of this year, I think. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like the guy who just out of nowhere has been the utility fella and now is is just a major player. And I had to drop him. Low. I had him in the top 200 until he hurt himself. You know, play, someone's yeah. throwing him around. Play, I, I, I want to go back up the list a second. Um, I remember on my uh, bachelor party, uh, what was that, like three years ago now? Um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, you, you traded... Luis Severino straight up for Tim Anderson. Oh, and, second round and, pick too. Yes. Yeah. And you were getting all kinds of grief. And I, oh, I yeah. had your back because I'm always looking to trade pitchers because they're always going to break. And uh, I actually told Ian I thought he should have Anderson even higher than he does at, at 37. Um, where where do you think he belongs? Because, like, I mean, if, if like, you just look at what he's done over, since the start of last season – hitting like 345 basically since the start of last season with power and with speed and i just don't see any signs of him slowing down yeah i really like tim anderson he's a fun player and fun player to root for great player to have rostered on a fantasy team i can't really make a great case for many of the guys uh you know for him to be over many of the guys ahead of him except maybe jordan alvarez who you know the knee yeah. issues already but um, just so many good players that I do think Anderson probably in this range, but um, yeah, big big swing in, in how that trade has looked since the initial. You know, people were I'd pretty say. stunned at that, and I I just thought Severino was you know a sell high, quite honestly. But you know, I, I feel bad for the way his career has gone, but I I just think that's just a general lesson in in dynasty to to not overvalue the now with the pitchers when you can get a young foundational piece like Anderson. And, but you were right because those years ago, he, he, he was not, he, he wasn't hitting the ball as well as he's hitting it now. I mean, now you're seeing what, when he was a top 15 prospect back in the day, this is what you were imagining happening. And he struggled his first couple of years up, which is why with Adele, it's a good buying opportunity because he's still a young, he will be a young foundational bat on that team. Another guy that I wanted to talk about, who I didn't move after last night, and I could have still moved because I was already so kind of high on him, was Lucas Giolito. I had Giolito at 51, and I did get a little pushback. James, I don't think you gave me pushback, but somebody else gave me pushback. Like, come on now, seriously? And I was like, I just believe in him. You know, I I believe that Giolito is is the thing. And then last night I was like, yeah, I don't think I can move him up from there. Although, you know, after, but what, the reason I thought of this was because Tim Anderson made a play. There's some argument that Anderson's not great in the field. He made a play at shortstop last night that not everybody could make and that would have lost, that, that no hitter would have gone away without Tim Anderson. So Anderson is just a, mm, love him. He's yeah. running, he's hitting for power, hitting for average. He's just, love him. Yeah, love he's, him. Now, he's been great. Joe, go ahead, James. Ian, uh, I want to. Uh, we've been we've been praising a lot of guys other than Vlad. Uh, I'm sorry, Vlad. Uh, but this is a this is a firmly anti Danny Santana show, and yeah. I tried to get you to take him out of the 400 altogether. And, yeah, no, uh, we're not doing that. No, we went. You met me halfway, and you moved him down a little bit. 
what 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 do you like about Danny Santana? Danny Santana is uh, at, come on, man. He's at two ninety nine on this list. There is a military helicopter over my house. Oh well, <laughs> that's the sound you hear. That's New York, New York. Um, Danny Santana. If we look at the numbers from last year, hits home runs and steals bases. And to me, stealing bases in the game now is as valuable as anything. If he does get the everyday time, he's well worth that 299 spot on that list to me. Because he's going to run. He's going to steal some bases, I believe. That's it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do want to look quickly. Um, so I, one thing I think you and I uh, disagree on a little for just Dynasty in general is... Yeah. I devalue speed because it's a standalone league. You don't need to win the overall prize like you do in an NFBC league. And the guys that typically steal a ton of bases, other than the guys you have ranked in like the top 40, the guys that steal a lot of bases hurt you pretty much everywhere else. And I would rather be rock solid at the other four categories and a little light on speed than the other way around. Um, So make the case for having like Victor Ro- like I told you I'd have Victor Robles a little lower I'd have Montes Where is Victor lower, Robles right? right now? Where is Robles at right now? Um let's see. He is at 52. 52. No, I kind of like that still. Come on now. Um let me talk about Danny Santana real quick and I can use this as the as as my indicator. Last year, Danny Santana in 130 games hit 28 home runs. He hit 283. His OBP isn't great, 324. But 283 and his slugging at 534, he's got 21 stolen bases and six cut ceilings in a season. I'm saying this. That if you're going to win leagues, win dynasty leagues and leagues, you better be good at stolen bases. Because one thing you don't want to be doing in August is chasing stolen bases. It's not fun to do. I'd rather chase home runs and RBIs. you got to get your stolen bases. Yeah, they're so not fun that's, to chase. But no. as James said, this is an anti-Danny Santana show, and I just want That's to hear right. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but guys, 28 home runs in 474 at-bats and 21 stolen bases. For, it was for such a, a that, classic outlier year, though. Like, yeah, okay. He's never going to do that again. Okay, but but let's say you may be right. You may be right. Um, but if he does, look, even, even 2016 – he had 12 stolen bases. So he had 20 stolen bases in 2014. He runs. He runs. And I think he's going to play. P- people are getting hurt constantly on that team. Choose out now. Santana can play the outfield. He can DH. They need the bats. I don't know. I Look, 299. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, That's I, not I, I don't hate, not I don't super hate aggressive, so we'll give you a pass on that one. I but appreciate I, that. You know, he is, what, limited defensively right now. I do just... It's so out of nowhere that I am still highly skeptical. If you guys will bear with me, a uh, real quick word from our friends over at Stat Hero before we get back to Ian Kahn's Dynasty Top 400. Has this ever happened to you? You nail a perfect daily fantasy lineup, but when you check the rankings, it's the same old sharks in the top spots. You're constantly playing the fantasy lottery with nothing to show for it. Well, now you can play something better, Stat Hero. Stat Hero provides daily fantasy survivor pools, with smaller entries and easier chances to win. No more sharks and no more competing with the masses. You compete against Stat Hero, that's it. If you beat Stat Hero, you get paid. It's that easy, and players are loving it. Here's why. Imagine playing a survival pool, survivor pool that pays out every time you advance. You beat Stat Hero, 
You survive to the next round. You get paid. That's it. And contests keep going until there's only one remaining. The more people eliminated each round, the more money there is for you to win. Keep beating Stat Hero. Keep getting paid. Download Stat Hero today on iOS or Android or play the new desktop on stathero.com and see why the face of Daily Fantasy has changed. Ian Kahn is joining us today. Very good to have you on and talking about your freshly updated Top 400 Dynasty rankings on the site. And a guy I noticed snuck into the Top 100, Trent Grisham, buying in, Ian, really uh, full stop. Yeah. Also, wait. Th- actually, if I can ask, James, you have the March one still up there? Because I'm curious where I had T. Oscar before the season. Ooh, T. Oscar is so good. Oh, uh, I I don't have it anymore. Um, I don't have a backup copy of it. Uh, I would look at the I, magazine, but I don't see one around. I think I had him in the two because uh, I was really high on T. Oscar coming in this year. Trent Grisham, I was wrong on. I, I didn't have any idea about Trent Grisham. Um, but but T. Oscar. I was like really like sniffing, saying, "Okay, this is this is his year." Uh, Trent Grisham, look, you guys were high on Trent Grisham, weren't you? I mean, I, I, I was. I mean, I was. Yeah, but James. None of the Brewers guys in the office were. Yeah, James was. James was all over. You used to talk about Trent Grisham. But hey, can we get Trent Grisham? Let's see if we can swing Trent Grisham. I was like, why? Why? Why do we want Trent Grisham? He's like, he's going to be good. And then we got moved to San Diego. He's like, can we go get Trent Grisham? I was like, I, I, I still don't know what you're seeing here, dude. I was dead wrong. Um, dead wrong. I mean, Grisham has been kind of spectacular. What, James, why did you like him? And do you like the ranking? Uh, well, I just, I think he fixed a lot of things last year. I mean, if you just look at what he did at, at double A AA and triple A last year, uh, he was just, absolutely outstanding i mean i I had him ranked in the top 50 by the time he graduated and he was kind of continuing to trend up there and i just i thought that what he did in the minors last year was more important than what he did in the majors i think people underrated his speed and his obp skills and i think hitting lead up in that lineup is is pretty darn nice so and he's uh, 23 i would have had him even higher would you you have gone higher with him I, I yeah, I had him higher than T. Oscar, who's my my my, my oh, man. And I and I told you, I, I told someone a couple of weeks ago that I would trade Robles for Grisham straight up. So like that, that's kind of um, like I think Grisham's just a more well-rounded guy, and he's also going to chip in steel. A, a guy that yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clay. Oh no, I was just going to ask you about a few other guys. Um, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. I know you got to go here in the next like seven to ten minutes. Uh, maybe we could talk more about these you, again soon, but um, well, I'll be on next should week. We, should we talk? Uh, do you guys want to talk Tau today? I know you guys are, what are you guys, like middle of the pack in that league? Oh, we're both. Uh, <laughs> we're 1-2. We're 1-2 right there. now. We're 1-2. No, Clay. Come on now. Yeah, Clay's in first right. place. Clay, Clay is 1. I and guess I am tied 2. Uh, Ralph Lipschitz is making a push this Ralph's week. He's a good uh, week, too. He's got like 200 more points than, or not 200, but 100 more points than me. Just calm this down, Ralph. Or whole time. Chill out. Uh, but there was one guy I, on your list before we talk maybe a little bit about Tout. Um, one guy who I saw was, you know, maybe I just was a little surprised by this ranking. Maybe a time to buy if you can in Dynasty. Tristan McKenzie, 
Uh, he had not pitched since 2018, but did you get eyes yeah. on him, Ian? Did you like what you I did. saw? I watched. I, and, you know, I, that's one of those situations where I have been offered Tristan McKenzie in a trade two weeks ago for Kenna Maeda, and I just, like, wrote the other person back. I was like, you know what? Go go kiss yourself. Yeah. You know, because I, I was like. I said that, too. I mean, right. for Maeda. Yeah, right. I think there's another piece attached, but it was it was a classic offer from this player. Um, so it is what it is, and that happens sometimes. Um, but then I watched McKenzie pitch, and I, I I really liked what I saw. I may be a little uh, aggressive with this ranking, but I think it's what he's worth right now. I think it's a good time to sell him, actually, more than a good time to buy him. Where he's at two hundred four. Yeah, I just think I, I think. I think if you have them and you want to get something else, it's not a bad idea. But also, it's not a terrible idea to uh, invest in Cleveland Indian pitching. You know, they're yeah, pretty good at figuring it out. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of the guys below. I'm like Austin Riley, uh, Mountcastle, Didi. Like, I don't hate the idea if you're rebuilding, offering up one of those guys for him. I know after that debut, it may be tougher to pry him away, but I think you can maybe get him at a reasonable price still. And I, I agree with your ranking there. Also, Framber Valdez, two twenty five. I was pretty happy to get him in the the Raz Slam, um, <laughs> best ball league. But I, I've been shocked at how good his command and control has been, Framber Valdez. Mm. Uh, but Ian, the Tower Wars head to head is the point system greatly boosts up pitching. I'm wondering kind of how you've been managing that, how you've arranged your team to maximize the uh the output with this scoring system eh, i'd rather not say it's very league specific you know what i mean i mean it, yeah. it it doesn't really it's not really going to affect anybody else like nobody else is playing in a league like this this yeah. is a unique setup that that we have and that you and i we discussed before the draft and we were like yo are you seeing what i'm seeing how well i'll just say starters are very valuable in this league and um and so I loaded up on a lot of starters and relief relief starters that have relief ability as well, essentially. And so I'm just starting as many guys as I can. And the bats matter, you know, and we we both have we both have pretty good teams. And the pickups, I've I've had some interesting pickups. I picked up Santander Santander. Wait, how do you say it? Santander, I think. Santander, thank you. Yeah, uh, Santander on dynasty list, by the way. One fourteen, I think. One one thirteen. Uh, I picked up one twelve, sorry. Dominic Smith, I picked up. Santander was a pickup. Dylan Moore, I, I picked him up and dropped <laughs> Santander Ooh. after one week. That's not looking oh, so you? good. Uh, I had to keep I Yoshi up- Sutsugo on the team. Oh, hey, look. <laughs> couldn't make room. Got to make tough calls. Couldn't keep a hot no, hitter like like Santander. Clay and I make a deal at the right before the draft. Or we made the deal last year, right before the draft. We were together in New York, and we said we were walking out, and we we're like, "Yo, you did." I said, "You did good." He goes, "You did good." And we said, "Let's finish one two, shall we?" And we'll just you know be the RotoWire guys who finish one two, and we did, and we finished one two last year, and then right before the draft this year, we said, "Let's finish one two again." And so right now. We're in position, but and Clay, yeah. as usual, is out ahead. No, not as usual. I almost feel bad because I know not everybody heard about the change in the scoring system, so it's hard to feel great. Oh about no, it. no, but no, no! Whoa, whatever. Whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> well, no. no. I mean, it feels good to be leading the league and you know doing well, but what? I do feel bad Stop. that some people just kind of missed it, the rule yeah. changes. Okay, Clay, they didn't. They didn't listen to your number one fantasy. I know. Well, but they, they don't know, know my were emails that went out on a regular basis. 
There's no, no, there's nothing like that. No, 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 they no. They should no. know it's that my that gimmick hard. is the rules guy. The yeah, tout you're the rules wars. Guy. This the rules. is tout wars, man. This is tout wars. Like, look yeah. at what the rules are. And the rules, yeah. know you know. No rules. Hey, that's what my article is about this year in the mag. And it's really hard-hitting stuff. But it is important. And it is amazing how many people, it seems like, just playing this oh. game, don't necessarily know the rules to their, their league format. I mean, I guess what? In my uh, draft and hold league, the same guy who didn't set his lineup at all last year hasn't set his lineup at all this year, and I don't feel bad. <laughs> There's a guy in our league who's not setting his lineup ever. Yeah, I guess is it is. I guess you should never really feel bad. You know, nope. I don't feel <laughs> bad for that. Bad, but I do kind of I feel, feel like bad for that. Um, some people feel whiffed on on that change that was this year i want to talk about one more player guys one more player before before i run i thank you guys um so i have and 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 james is like seriously i have rutchman where's rutchman at 67 here's why i have rutchman at 67 first of all it's two catcher league this game is about having fun right it really is you've got to be having fun playing this game and if you're not you're doing it wrong. Like if it's if it's making you anxious and upset all the time, change the way you do it, right? Because it should be fun. When a dynasty team is struggling to get a guy like Rutschman in two catcher league, one catcher league is a different story. But in two catcher league, to get a guy like Rutschman who's going to be in your lineup ideally for 15 years and perform at such a high level, you can get almost anybody you want for him. I had an offer on the table in the offseason of Freddie Freeman straight up for Adley Rutschman. And here's the crazy thing. My first thought was, if I take this trade, the league is going to lose their freaking minds. They're going to be so pissed. How dare you? That What a stupid trade by that guy, Ian. You're taking advantage of this guy, right? That was my first thought. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm already in first place. And But then my second thought was, in two years, I'm going to hate that trade. Hmm. So, Rutschman, and guys like Rutschman, guys like Vaughn, Guys like that, their value is so high. And I know James is always like catchers, catchers, catchers are nothing. Like let's just, but yeah, I don't agree I with that. Catchers. I know I love catchers. You you're, know why? You're a catcher though. You're a catcher. <laughs> right. I was a catcher. Um, <laughs> but but it's not just that. It's that at the beginning of every season, remember we're talking about like what happens in the off season. Here's what happens: if you want to compete, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of crazy, but if you're going to compete, the first two names you're looking at when you open are your catchers. And if you're sitting there with Austin Barnes and Wilson Ramos and you want to win the championship, you're going to want to improve that. Period. Mm. Catchers in the offseason are worth so much more than they're worth during the season. Because you're, it's all about, like, I got to build the best team. I want my team to look good and be ready to go. So that's why I it, it, insist on keeping catchers. Because if James had his way, I don't think a catcher would appear on this 400 list. Just about maybe real Mudo and Sanchez. There'd, there'd, yeah, there'd be there'd be like six. On the right. Top right. <laughs> right. But that's I'm thinking about it also from a trade perspective and thinking, OK, I know I can move this guy. I know I can get what I want for him. So well, you make a good case, Ian, and I don't want to mean to put you on the spot, but I would love to have you back on at, at some point soon to talk more about this, because, again, I feel like we. Just barely scratched the surface. But anything else you want to mention? Things you got going on? Yeah, here's either. what I want to mention. Yep. You are going to, listening out, out there, thank you for listening first. Um, you're going to see at least one guy where you're going to go, well, that's just stupid, right? And you're probably right. 
because over the course of 400, I may have missed something. Okay. So I apologize for that in advance. I'm going to have missed a guy, six guys, three guys, but the general vibe, you're going to see what it is. I want to say thank you to you guys again for having me on and for letting me do the list at a place like Rotowire. And then I'll ask you, like, if you, you, you should always listen to the to this podcast. First of all, it has the best intro music of any podcast mm-hmm. in the game. It really does. Um, and you get to listen to Clay and James, who is just, just joyous to listen to. If you have time, there's another podcast called the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast, uh, which I do with our friend Derek Van Riper and uh, Nando DeFino. And it comes out typically on uh, early, late night Tuesday or occasionally Wednesday. Next week, actually, we're shooting it. We're doing it on Monday. Um, but just keep it, keep an ear out for that show. It's it's really quite fun. Uh, it's it's uh, We get accused sometimes of not talking as much baseball as having just a really good time. But it's, it is a really good time. And, and DVR and Nando are two of the best players in the game. And uh, it's, we, we have a nice little thing going, three of us. So I hope you'll come check us out. Absolutely. And again, check out Ian's Dynasty Rankings at Rotowire. I enjoyed that under the radar pod as well and it's on itunes free download so yes highly recommend you check that and out. it's under the athletic fantasy baseball podcast yes. there are a couple on there um and ours is the under the radar part of that show nice well ian thanks for sticking with us and i know it kept you a little long but thanks man and great stuff uh talk i'll come soon. back soon I'll, I'll definitely come back soon and and uh and we can go deeper into it it's always a pleasure awesome. talking to you guys because my friends battling it out hey, thanks you are thanks, my friend man. as well take care ian thank you all for listening james i'll be in touch uh you know that <laughs> i'll talk to you very soon and i uh, hope you all will, t- will join us next week on the rotowire prospect podcast Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.